If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Phil Spencer, head of Xbox and you're listening to IGN's Podcast Unlocked, which my interns tell me is a pretty good show. Podcast Unlocked. Howdy! Morning. Who are you guys? Hey. I feel that, like I haven't been here in a while, even though I was cowboy here recently. How yeah. how dare we be late? How I dee? Know. How dee? We you. warned you. We did. Uh, this is Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Episode 192. It's April 23rd, 2015. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. That's Mitch Dyer. Hey, I'm just doing some research to see if we still are the number one Xbox podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what? It's, I, always, I just want to make sure we're correct. Perception is reality on the internet if we just say it. It's That's true. true. Yeah. That is also, so true. Also, my ego is enormous, so I need to find <laughs> out for sure. Now. Marty Sleva. Hey. What's up? Nothing. Love that sweater. Just and sharp. It's warm. That's a vintage Mardigan. It's vintage Mardigan. <laughs> You're going to be sweating in here by the time. The no, show I is switched over. out the light. This is a Ooh. much, uh, much more efficient. Action? Yeah. yeah. So Sean it's going to be nice and clean. Right. How's it going, everyone? Good to see you. It's going yeah. Fabulous. All right. So when I search uh, Xbox on podcast, KOXM comes up first. Oh, what, if, what that, have you done? That's like a defeat within a victory <laughs> or a victory within a defeat. I'm not Caffrey. sure which. A show that hasn't aired in <laughs> yeah. a, a year, year. Yeah. Uh, more and more. Uh, if I go to video games, though, we it's a lot. We're the number lot. one. Yeah, we're number one. We're, number we're, number one. one. we're still fine. number one Xbox podcast. Yeah. It's fine. It's anyway, fine. Uh, yeah, so sorry we're a day late this week. Warned you last week. Mitch and I were on the road. Yeah. On the road again. Lots of things happening in the very near future. You were double on the road. You went straight from Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim to where we were going. My, Redacted. My girlfriend was super happy that I was gone for seven straight days. <laughs> he may be being sarcastic. You he are might being not sarcastic. Be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it's good. See, one day, hopefully that won't change to wife and then it but then with the like sarcasm where she's just where she's, she's like, like you're gone for a week we're not here <laughs> right you want to always keep it in that sarcastic <laughs> do you, you do you need to talk no i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i'm good let's talk later <laughs> uh so yeah let's see but yeah well i think i think uh maybe our fans will forgive us in about 10 days or so for this one day late show. cinco de mayo <laughs> Yep, maybe I don't know. Nope. Is that ten you. days away? No, Trinco de Mayo. Oh man, <laughs> is that the third? <laughs> I don't need to know de anymore. Mayo. 
I don't know. Uh, great. Anyway, I wanted to open by saying uh, I'd like to apologize to all the tattoo tattoo gate folks out tattoo there. Tattoo gate oh, 2015. <laughs> I thought more about it and I was like. People are super passionate about them. They're not for me, but if it makes you happy, it's all good. Go for it. I think we so were all on that page. Like, we're not I was criticizing. Dumbly projecting. Yeah. That was lame. Also, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't speak up, but like every girl I've ever dated has had a ton of tattoos. So I you seem that. like the kind of guy who would be into tattoo yeah, girls. I agree. I don't yeah. know why I never thought I that. Know, that's yeah. I, I just cover my tattoos. I'm actually this isn't a cardigan. That's a tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is an ornate tattoo. Fancy. Yeah, I'm like yakuza's. Uh, I've been, always been too afraid to get a tattoo. Like, not because I'm like, oh, it'll hurt. But I always, like, I used to want it to get, like, the Rebel Alliance symbol on my arm yep. or something. Like Anthony Gallegos? Yeah, well, I wanted exactly what Anthony had. And then it came yes, down to, twinsies. do I get you, the tattoos or do I get his undying love and friendship? You should get Anthony Gallegos' armed tattoo. Oh, on that's your really arm. good. Oh, man. <laughs> nice. That is a tattoo we can all right get there. behind that you should not get. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I've always been like, yeah, I want to get it. But I'm not going to get it because what if in a year I don't like Star Wars as much as I do? But that's never changed. Yeah, that so hasn't I, changed on Max Scoville, who if, has a Mountain Dew tattoo. <laughs> and he got a Star Wars tattoo at Celebration. You can watch that video on IGN, and that's you true. should. Like a real one? Is yeah, 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 yeah. Go look up the IGN video. I got a tattoo at Star Wars Celebration. Wow. All right, I'll it's check it out. Max yeah, getting the most Max tattoo you've ever seen. I I really like tattoos. I want to get a tattoo, but I also hate stupid tattoos. Me too. That's I think that's the consensus it's a of the fear, discussion, right? A yeah. fear that you're going to make a decision that you regret. Later, well, that, yeah, there's like, that. Nobody there's, when they're 60 is gonna be like, Yo, check out this sweet Lancer on my chest. It's just oh, not, come gonna... on. yeah. I don't think the purpose of the discussion, and I think we're all on the same page here, was to criticize anyone else's tattoo, but no. merely to bring up the point that a lot not of people do get stupid tattoos. A couple years ago, a lot of people That's got all. uh, James Cameron avatar tattoos, yeah, <laughs> those have not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, uh, forget what I said about tattoos. That was dumb. If it makes you happy, that's all that matters. That you're, guy, not, we, you're not hurting anyone else. We were talking about this at Celebration. That guy who got that BB-8 tattoo on his leg, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, man, you got a tattoo for that character so soon. And then that droid rolls out on stage, and everyone's <laughs> like, that guy was ahead of the curve. That droid's great. <laughs> He's also the guy that's other like, he has a Jar Jar tattoo. And it was like, no, nope. yeah. well, one for two. Yeah, he had to roll the dice, and he paid <laughs> off once. You don't even know. You don't know what that what that droid does. Like, what if it what? turns out to be some murderous or robot what if the that racist? kills everyone? Yeah. <laughs> what like, if it's know. the first racist character? It just in the seems Star Wars like a universe. big gamble <laughs> to yeah. do that. Before I think the movie if you've seen Star Wars out. Rebels, I think it, you you would understand that Chopper, the droid, probably racist. Yeah, also, Chopper. What's the, what's his name from uh, Kotor? The the robot. HK forty seven. HK forty seven. That dude's probably. He's super racist. probably super racist. Yeah. Mo- top seven racist droids in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> IG eighty eight definitely racist. He lives on that garbage <laughs> planet and shadows the empire. <laughs> Man, remake Shadows of the Empire. That game is awesome. Nope, they're never do gonna do it. Don't do that. Don't remake that game. Not awesome. Night Seal Republic is on iPad now. I, I was this that? close to buying Whoa. it during celebration. How amazing is that? How amazing that like you could have that and Bioshock on your iPad. Like it's just weird yeah. the things yeah. you have on there. Except Bioshock, yeah, you know, shooter controls. Yeah, I would play that. But on Kotor, iPad. turn-based that RPG. Could do it. Yeah. Just walk around. You kill that. Stuff, kill that dewback. Kill that dewback. <laughs> Don't kill the dewback. Kill that How many times would I have to recharge? I mean, the iPad has a nice battery. How many times would I have to recharge the iPad battery to finish Kotor? Like would, a lot. The battery would actually <laughs> die by the time. Like it would no longer <laughs> like, take a charge anymore. That's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah. It becomes a tethered device. A forty-five-hour role-playing yeah. game. A graphic-intensive role-playing yeah. game on an iPad. God, every time you and I talked about Kotor this week, which for some reason was numerous, a lot. I got the lot. I got the urge to go back and play The Old Republic. I, I think I'm gonna. Wait. Well, we were saying I was saying on a quick tangent before we get to, and this isn't it's an Xbox game. This sure. Counts. Uh, I think Kotor One is my favorite role-playing game of all time. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's at the top of that particular genre yeah. list for me. It's that or Mass Effect for me, and I can't decide. Mass which. Effect one so, is up there. Great job, but, Bioware. Oh, man, so I don't want same wanna... team, same yeah. team even. Was it really? Yep. Casey Hudson's That's team. The best. So I don't want to derail this too much. Did you guys read the thing about Star Wars Galaxies? About the original idea. In the original Star Wars Galaxies, the idea for how Jedis were going to be implemented no. was that you had one character, and you could be whatever you wanted, a bounty hunter, a smuggler, or whatever. Yeah. And it's a normal MMO character. You die, and you just respawn back at home. Uh, and then you had a second slot, and that was where you could start a Jedi. And the Jedi, when you start a Jedi, it's super like low power. You, you can't do anything. You have to learn basic Force stuff. Right. But every time you use the Force near an Imperial trooper, the Empire is notified and starts sending like more powerful things <laughs> against cool. you. That makes so much uh, sense. So it starts sending like bounty hunters against you and then eventually Vader against you. Uh, but that character is permadeath. That's oh, so if you roll the Jedi, you could become the most powerful thing in the universe, but if you die, that character is gone. That's which is brilliant. just like well, such a I, oh, that, I, I want that, that game they, where you yeah. are a permanent, de- permanent death Jedi. You only get to play it once. Yeah. <laughs> what they ended up going with was that it was totally random, right? Like, oh, yeah. Ran- wasn't it? it yes. and, and then they, Something they re- like that. They redid yeah. the game later, I yeah. think, yeah. where anybody could be a Jedi. But I think the way it actually launched was that it was sort of random. Like, like maybe it was in your DNA. You're yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I remember right. God, that's so great because... Yeah, it just makes narrative sense. Like, yeah, that's a Jedi. We're going to kill you. You're yeah, not supposed yeah, to be yeah. here. Boba Fett's coming after you. Yeah. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's come back, talk a little yes. Xbox news. There actually are a few big, interesting stories, and we'll start off with Star Wars. Heck yeah. Star Wars. Uh, we'll be right back. IGN's number one Xbox podcast. The podcast on love presents All right, news unlocked. Several large topics to cover. Yeah. Yep. Starting with Star Wars Battlefront. Indeed. It's broke at Celebration. Yes. Uh, after we recorded, of course, last week, what, a day or two later. So, Mitch, you yeah. were there. You saw it. I did. Give us the quick overview. Everybody probably knows by now, but Cliff's Notes version, and then uh, there's there's some interesting talking points to go yeah, over Yeah, so this is not... I mean, when I went in, I expected to see a very, very Battlefield game, like, yeah. just very reskinned, but this is very much Dice saying, okay, we're making a Battlefront game. The stuff that you liked about the original Battlefront game, we're just going to do that. Right. So no space battles. Um, original Xbox slash PS2. Yes. Uh, no space battles, no campaign. It's like, this is a multiplayer competitive game. How many players? Uh, 40. 8 to 40? Uh, it? Yeah, it's it, depending on the mode. There's some okay. different stuff that you can do. I, I'm technically two to forty because right. there's a co-op mode that you can play uh, separate from the multiplayer stuff that serves as the campaign sort of. It's the single-player mode that lets you complete challenges and specific missions, okay. and they aren't talking about it because they need to figure out their messaging <laughs> on how to talk about it as a campaign. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's split screen. Yeah, it's split this, screen right? and online. They very much were like, listen, this they. 40 player split screen. Everyone yeah. six pixels. This is basically <laughs> like them going, hey, the original Battlefront was the one people liked most. Uh, Battlefront 2, they, I mean, I know a lot of people liked it, but I always thought it had problems. I thought the space combat was bad. I, like, it's cool to fly around in space, but the missions are to capture control points, which Rest are on ships. Pandemic Studios. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so the, the their ambitious thing was you would fly from, you know, Tatooine out into space and take down a ship, which is cool. But it divides the player base. And when you have 40 players, you don't want 10 people leaving the battlefield to go to space. So their focus is very much, you are, like, on Endor, and you can, and, like, use a speeder bike to run around, and you can summon a Jedi or become Boba Fett or whatever. And then on other planets, it's other vehicles. So if you're on Tatooine, you're flying through the canyons in a TIE fighter and an X-Wing. But it's all in atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You saw the behind-closed-doors demo. Seven minutes of gameplay. Walk me through it real quick. Uh, it's, it's presented in a very... 
scripted way. You yeah. know, like the Titanfall demo we saw that first came out, it was like... So, not scripted, but choreographed, yes. right? Where yeah. everybody... <clears throat> It was a live playthrough. It's probably right, where but but every player knew they, where to they, be. Yeah, exactly. They had direction. Like, but it's just pretty like much what an E3 demo. Is. Yes, yeah. exactly. But that's what the Titanfall thing yeah, was. Like. The Titanfall demo, even though it was choreographed, was really honest to what that game yes. was. That was very much stuff that could happen. They yes. just wanted to show you cool stuff that could happen. For Do you sure. feel like this was not honest? This was honest. I mm. feel like I feel like it could be. Mm. Like obviously, we haven't seen the game running, so I don't know. But it didn't seem disingenuous because it wasn't like crazy impossible things were happening it was very much a player you know encounters two friends they start rolling around together they fight some stormtroopers moment of calm they get attacked by an ATST. they and use this a, was the endor forest yes right? uh like an ATST is roaming around so they use a new ability item that like lets them summon a bubble to protect people are singing happy birthday outside. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. very anyway. very strange the, uh, like a protective bubble like a ray shield to protect them and there's a rocket launcher pickup that a guy uses to bust open the atst atat walks up very scary very ominous because it's this gigantic atat yeah. yeah and it's uh it, like you can't kill it with guns so you need another solution and you can activate like this control panel that lets you radio in y wings which drop bombs on it to take it out oh, and that's awesome. that's what that mode is that's walker assault and it is cool. There is a walker on a track, and you have probably a like a finite amount of time to stop it before it destroys whatever so you. The empire is protecting it, and the rebels are. Yeah, and I. It seems really. I would imagine it would change in the game that it would be harder to outright destroy it. But for the sake of presentation, hey, maybe it's just one Y-wing assault with yeah. one activatable radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you, these guys destroy the walker, and they continue fighting. So they have an advantage over the empire in that the empire doesn't have this gigantic. Walking tank. And they, they didn't show. It was like all cinematic third person. They did, did they show any first person? Stuff? So this it starts out in the first person because they wanted to like, hey, this is the first person game. It's like the first person shooting is awesome. We have like not aim down sights, but there are scopes. Uh, and they did this really awesome thing where after you, they showed like aim down sights, scoping stuff. They pulled back and then popped out to the third person camera, and everyone went ballistic because everyone wanted that. Right. Mm. When we heard it was a first person game, it's like that's not Battlefront. Like it was first person on PC, but come on, like this is a third yeah, person yeah. game. Uh, but it looks awesome in both third and first person. It, like, I, and it seems tactically advantageous to use both. If you're behind cover, you might pop out to third person to get a better awareness of your surroundings and to see like how protected you really are behind that log. Uh, now, did, we also saw there were dice. I thought, I know you know they're super excited to finally show their game yeah. to the world, but I thought they were setting themselves <clears throat> up for possible. Disappointment when, well, disappointment on behalf of the uh, for the fans when, the day before, a bunch of their team members were taking to Twitter saying, it, "We're gonna break the internet tomorrow." That's gonna be like, yeah. So all and, that stuff was super silly. And did the game now the trailer, the cinematic trailer they put out looked incredible, and I said that's not real. They insist it's real. What did it look like? It's close. It's really uh, this is the in-engine the trailer. Trailer, in trailer. trailer. And they yeah. have to say in-engine because it's literally not gameplay. Right. So if they say gameplay, then the thing is, they need UI in, and stuff In-engine like is not the same as the thing you play with your controller yeah. in your yeah. console. Because, yes, you're using, you're using the video game engine, but you're also just rendering a thing. And the yeah. rest of the right. world doesn't have to the exist. The entirety of the exactly. CPU yeah. and yeah. GPU is rendering exactly what you're seeing mm-hmm. as opposed to the rest the, of the game the existing. The thing I thought that really looked the most 
technologically cool thing going on in that was the crazy lighting, this like sun filtering yep. down through the trees. So that's 100% there. Nice. Uh, one of my favorite things is like you'll be running through the forest and the guy in front of you is just getting peppered by sunlight and leaves and like mm-hmm. as he's running through it's all real time because it's an incredible game engine. But it, it does look very, very close to that trailer. Uh, it's pre-alpha. Maybe it will look that good on console. I saw it on PS4 that an engine demo is 100% PC. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's, it's very close. It's not like, and you look at that and you're like, how does it look that good? It kind of doesn't, but it also yeah, kind of really it does. On an Xbox, yeah, or a PS4, yeah. But it's not like it looks bad. Like right. it looks slightly right. worse than one of the most amazing trailers you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah it looks really yeah. good. So Battlefront it, looks awesome. It's out November 17th. Yes, which is didn't surprise me because that's I figured you know they they they're riding the the marketing hype coattails of Episode Seven. Yep. Yeah, I figured they would you know, probably push as close to Thanksgiving as yeah. they could. And being a, a little mo- bit of distance from what we assume Call of Duty's really stable. So that's what's interesting. Yeah, this is a slight quick side note. Halo and last week of October, Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops 3 is going to be either the next week or maybe the week after, and then Battlefront the week after that. That's nuts. Yeah. That's so busy. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. <laughs> but I, I hope that Battlefront's the one that I stick to. I mean, I... I Grew up loving and being obsessed with that that series, and now that it's back and it looks a lot like what I want, uh, minus the Jedi bounty hunter stuff. Like I never really liked Battlefront Two for its bonus character stuff. Like mm-hmm. get a kill streak and play as Kiati Mundi. Right. No thanks. So can I tell you why I'm a little worried about this game, and I'm, I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts. Mm-hmm. So four planets, not maps, planets. Planets. Yeah. yeah. Which probably means three to four map. Yeah. Uh, so twelve to sixteen maps. Sure. In the game, I'm, good okay. guess. But yeah, four planets. But, and it's planets. all original trilogy stuff. It's Hoth, Solist, right. Tatooine, and Andor. We have a TBD number of game modes. We don't know about that yet. Yep. We definitely know no single-player campaign, no space battles. Either dedicated, like, oh, this battle is all space, or right. the transition thing you were talking about sure. for Battlefront 2. For me, I, I hope the gameplay is great. I think the gameplay is going to have to be great because it sounds like for better and for worse, this could be another Titanfall situation where you have this incredible gameplay, but it's a skeleton. There's not much around it. Yeah. I mean, we saw that with, I think Destiny kind of suffered from that a bit too, where clearly a lot Certainly. had been cut out of Destiny. Yeah. And what they shipped was sort of skeleton-ish. Uh, and even, you know, I got to go up and see Rainbow Six Vegas. That's Siege. <laughs> Thank you. I Siege. do it too. I do it too. I just want another Vegas. So, oh, that's funny. oh my god, I can't even type it right. Because apparently that's what my brain wants. God, Rainbow Six Vegas is so good. Siege is great, by the way. Yeah. The game. But Siege is another one where the gameplay is super fun, but there's seemingly no single player campaign. Right, what is that package? And what, yeah, how many modes, what's going to be in it. So I'm, I'm seeing a trend here and uh, of... I feel like the bar, the acceptable, the bar for the acceptable amount of content out of the box in a in a AAA shooter this generation has lowered a lot, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I get that games are super expensive to make now. Like it would it would cost. I mean, it's this, Battlefront's probably fifty to eighty million dollars. Oh, it's, yeah, it's it's enormous even for what they're shipping. But at the same time, it's like it, I think they do run a risk of. I think Titanfall is the perfect example of. What we all thought was going to be a killer app, a huge game, I genuinely thought this has a shot to to eventually, over after a couple of years, sort of really take a big bite out of Call of Duty's player yeah. base. And it was a great game. And it is a great game. I feel like 
I gave it an 8.9, yep. which I stand behind, you know, because it's just such great gameplay, but there's nothing, there was just not enough around it, and that's, it didn't have the long tail that I think they envisioned it would because yeah. of that, and that's where I worry about Battlefront. Okay. I mean, it's got the Star Wars thing going for sure, it, yeah, of which course. Titanfall was a new IP, but... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be different than, like, we're in Angel City, and you're yeah. like, what is that? As opposed to, like, we're Moss Eisley, holy crap, I'm so, in next wing. I, yeah, I just worry that Battlefront could suffer from the same thing, where the game, if the and if the gameplay suffers at all, and there's not a ton of content, that that'll be really a be bad. huge problem for yeah. Even yes. if the gameplay is amazing, is there going to be enough there yeah. to sustain yeah. this I mean, thing? I see... This is a game that can be rife for DLC in the in the, the year or two. Years I would after expect releases. you will so see we a know lot. that Jakku's coming. It's yes. the first piece of DLC. It's coming alongside Force Awakens. That's the desert. December, planet. December. so yeah, it's yeah. December eighth, the Battle of Jakku, which is the yeah. the planet in episode seven that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Two maps on December eighth, or you get it and it's all free. Mm-hmm. Uh, or December first if you pre order the game. Oh, that's cool. It's like what if in February we get Cloud City? And, sure. You know, May we get uh, Dagobah, but like, at what all cost this... though? It's not all going to be free, is no. it? No, 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 no way. I would expect they season will pass. do a season pass style thing, yeah. for sure. Uh, so I don't know how that'll look. I don't like you're saying like Bespin has like one, maybe two locations you could fight yeah. in that are interesting. But I, I mean, don't know. Finnegan, you're a guy who's played Counter Strike mm. for a, over a decade, and that's a game that years has <laughs> longer. That now, that's actually the sort of prototype model for yeah. all these shooters now where Counter-Strike has just been one thing, one, it's sort of, you could look at that and say, well, there's not a ton of content there, mm-hmm. but yet somehow Counter-Strike has endured and thrived for yeah. many, many years. It's, Counter-Strike is kind of an anomaly in that situation, but even Counter-Strike has had to evolve, right? Like, back in the day when I started playing it in 1998, uh, it was, you know, five or six maps, and it's since expanded to, like, 30 maps, even though in competitive it is still, (laughs) Dust 2, Inferno, Train, Nuke, you know, Aztec. Uh, But now they've, with its resurgence in 2014 and even 2013 before that, you've seen skins and a lot more community oriented features yeah. like there's now a bunch of new modes like gun game and arms race and arms race and death deathmatch so it's evolved right. there's more content there now that appeals to both that super hardcore player base that loves it for the gameplay mm-hmm. and only wants to play competitive but also wants to do you know not have to really really pay attention just play with their friends and kind of like drink beers or whatever do that at the same time so even that even that game has evolved and i feel like i'm i'm kind of bummed out to know that to already know about DLC for Battlefront, like, before the game, we're months out from the release. I hate knowing that. And I'm bummed out. I mean, I'm very much looking forward to playing this game, but the fact that I'm going to have to go online and have to, you know, either jump in with a bunch of randoms or try and round up a group of friends, I'm bummed at, at no campaign. Me too. So, so Also, just I, like, Star Wars is such a awesome universe with really cool characters it seems like one of the really like a selling point for me as someone who already has like a really dedicated multiplayer game to so play. my thing is like what was the last pain is what i want first you know? person shooter that you played that had like a really incredible story might have been wolfenstein right uh, wolfenstein oh, yeah. definitely counts oh. that, halo 4 that's very, yeah halo 4 yeah. Yeah. sure okay Call of uh, Duty's have had fun campaigns yeah I mean, sorry, none uh, of them have had great was stories advanced uh, multiplayer or single was good yeah yeah yeah, yeah shock so, infinite so well, that and that didn't have multiplayer. That was, right, that well, was and that's was my thing. Is it. like the the perception right now is that Battlefront is multiplayer only, and it has no campaign. It has no space battles. The internet is like freaking out, and I, I understand it because 
To some degree, the perception of what a $60 product is worth does come down to the number of features it has. And Battlefront is missing a lot of stuff that people expect from your average dice game. Like right. a Battlefield game comes out and it's got a story and it's got multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But this is also, this is a studio that has maybe once made a great campaign. Every other single player campaign outside Bad Company 2 has been awful. And people mm-hmm. don't play them. So DICE is focusing down well, and saying... Well, they don't play them because they're bad. Sure. So why do you want Halo a, do you want a bad DICE Star Wars campaign? Because I don't. I don't I want, want a good one. I mean, they're talented people. DICE has proven hire, they... Hire talented people. DICE has proven they can't do it. They they, made, didn't they make they Mirror's, made Mirror's Edge? Edge. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was like, saying. Mirror's Edge so is Mir- awesome. Mirror's Edge is an awesome game. Story's dumb. The story it's is enough. like so simple. It's enough. Yeah, I agree. Like, but if it's Star Wars, you don't want just good enough. Well, we don't want them to do just good enough. Exactly. But if you're talking about a story being dumb, the story of Star Wars is kind of dumb. That's true. <laughs> like, it's super entertaining, and yes. I love it, but it's kind of dumb. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> if you look at a, a game like Wolfenstein or Bioshock Infinite, these are incredible stories. You get 12 hours of gameplay out of it. It's awesome, and there's no multiplayer, and you move on. And that's enough for me. I, as someone who plays a lot of multiplayer games multiplayer game uh i appreciate a game that can focus down and have really great gameplay and hook me so if battlefront can be the kind of game that is 60 dollars and has interesting co-op multiplayer stuff in place of a campaign even if i never play that if i play 12 maps and i love the gameplay enough to play every night with my friends and i play for a month and i never play it again that's totally worth it to me yeah and I understand but it's that. Not I think to publishers though, publishers need you playing for months. And, and that's months where DLC comes in so is they can sell you. Yeah. Happy December, here's your Battle of Jakku. Happy January, it's time for Dagobah. And my point is, do you end up paying ninety dollars for what you might have reasonably expected there to be in your initial sixty dollar purchase? Yeah, but I mean, it just seems like a real missed opportunity. Like, look at what Blizzard did with StarCraft and WarCraft. Like, those are multiplayer games. Like, people play them for the multiplayer, but yeah. they ha- they have these awesome, awesome tenors. They're so hour, good. Yeah, such awesome stuff. As someone who plays some like a primarily multiplayer game, I mean, not primarily, it is a exclusively. Multiplayer game. Yeah. yeah, Dota. Wouldn't it seem like added value to you if there was this killer, awesome story? component to that game. Sure, but that game is a multiplayer game, and if that story element came, you bet your ass I mean, it'd be paid. What yeah. if, remember, and I would pay for it. Remember back to when Titanfall 2 was officially announced uh, at the BAFTAs when Vince yeah. got up, and and we all said, we did a segment, what do we want out of Titanfall 2? What did, We literally all said the same thing. Campaign. A campaign yeah. that, because those guys have made that team has made great campaigns before with Modern Warfare 1 and going back farther than that, with that can really highlight those amazing mechanics mm-hmm. in a cool story driven single player campaign way that's i want that from, okay. from a battlefront all these cool things that you're talking about from that 7 minute demo you saw i want to be able to experience that in a crafted in a way that intelligent professional game designers have made for me and not have to i mean there's certainly a place for the camaraderie of my friends and these organic emergent multiplayer moments happening but I mean, it's, it's. I don't. I feel like it's not wrong for me to want, want and expect. Both. So yeah, I, I think it's totally reasonable to want that. But for me, like my perception of this is the, like they keep using this marketing phrase, battle fantasies. Uh, it's dumb. Don't do it's that. It's super dumb. But like the, the desire to take down an ATAT or the desire to go like head to head with Darth Vader, that kind of stuff is really interesting, and that's kind of the stuff that you would generally want in a campaign. Yeah. You would want to be on Hoth, and you'd want oh. to take down an ATAT, and you get that in multiplayer, and. 
I don't necessarily want that in a scripted, structured way when crazy stuff can happen. Like, oh, man, Marty and I were both coming in for the approach, and he got shot down, and he was going to get killed. So, like, I know he's a better pilot than me, so I gave it to him my ship, and I jumped out and started fighting all the stormtroopers on the ground. Like, that kind of dynamic stuff is really awesome. And I love that. That's my battle dice, fantasy. We're lucky it's not a fantasy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, this, if we were being super cynical, yeah. which I try not to be, but... Sure. Could you make you could possibly make the argument that, well, this game clearly has to ship in November to make it out along with the movie. If they weren't if they weren't having to tie it themselves to the movie, maybe this is a spring or summer 2016 game and it's got a fleshed out campaign. I honestly I honestly don't think that it's hamstrung by that. I think yes, that was a goal, and I think Dice budgeted its time for that as opposed to like half-assing it and shipping what they have right because what's there and like when when i talk to those guys about what they want to do they very clearly understand what this game should be like they want it to be like star wars battlefront one where it is really awesome combat in places you know with iconic vehicles and that's it and they're saying all right we want to do the original trilogy what are the four iconic locations we could do well right. here's three that you know and one that we're going to invent or what you know bring Solist, to life because yeah. Solus it was like where the death star 2 was being built um, but you never got to see the planet. So you have those four planets. You have the, the things that you want to see. And DICE is going, okay, how can we make Tatooine, however many maps on Tatooine, as good as possible? How can we make Hoth interesting again? Because you've seen it a million times. And they're not going like, well, we need more content, so let's knock out a Naboo map. Yeah, I mean, and that's all well and good. And I think that that, you know, I do hope and I think that the gameplay will be stellar. I think Ryan's point, and I think he's right, is just like, we're not. We live in a landscape where that may not necessarily be enough sure. anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a ton of great games that have really stellar gameplay out there. That it may be one of those cases where you need to bring in players yeah. with a campaign. So I and almost wonder if like the the backlash for this is so strong. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think Dice will add a campaign? No, it's do, far too late. It's that's impossible. You don't think even with DLC? You don't think no. maybe they'll repurpose the best no, in DLC I, to be you? You actually thing? started to almost make my point for me when you said they want it to be like Battlefront One, and that's kind of where I'm coming from. Is you look at I feel like the the first iterations of big new AAA shooters this generation are these skeletons that, mm-hmm. okay, let's nail the gameplay, we'll sell them on the gameplay, and then we'll round, we'll put some skin and muscle on the bones with 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 the two with the yeah. sequel. Yeah. I because I feel like that's what we're going to see with Titanfall two. That's what we're going to see with Destiny two. And I think that's what we're going to see with Battlefront two in three to four years. I'm going to go on record and say that we will not see a Star Wars Battlefront two from Dice. Oh, I smell an In and Out bet coming. No, I smell it. It's I, been a while. It smells like grilled onions. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm of two minds about this. One is that Star Wars Battlefront two would be. Like okay, we're gonna finally we're gonna go do the prequels. We're gonna do uh, space battles. We're gonna do what Star Wars Battlefront Two mm-hmm. did. I don't think that's what Dice cares about. Do and you want to bet? I do. I believe that Battle Star Wars and Star Wars Battlefront is so big that uh, and is going to it's th- this game's going to be huge. And then having a heavily marketed major event Battlefront Two sequel in three uh, two to three years from now that has a single player campaign and has tons of new maps, modes and space battles. I don't I don't I think that's a separate Battlefront 2 that they sell. You know what I would I I almost like I think as I think about what the Battlefront platform could be, you have 
this opportunity for it to be like multiplayer expansion packs and different maps and all this stuff. Right. But then you think, okay, well, three years from now, like episode eight will be out, Rogue One will be out, uh, the other spinoff movie will probably be out. Mm-hmm. They could do a sequel and just do the same thing with all that stuff and maybe a space battle or two, but I really think we'll start seeing more stuff like the Wolfenstein expansion, Mm -hmm. which is a standalone Standalone. thing for a little bit less money. Like, if they do a Rogue One thing for 40 bucks, how crazy would that sell? Whether it's a campaign, like, maybe it's a Rogue One campaign where you steal the Death Star plans. All right. Are we betting in and out lunch? I say there will be a product that's that's called Star Wars Battlefront 2. Do you think that will not be that? I do not think Star Wars Battlefront 2 will happen. The bet is on. <laughs> Smoke comes in. <laughs> there's, no, there's no timeline on this. You said two to three years, but it seemed like right then uh, there was we're, like we're, any time. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when it happens, I guess uh, I, I have to be like, years hey. years from now when there's Battlefront <laughs> 2. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, there's no way you're ever getting a lunch. Because Ryan could just be like, it's still coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ryan, the sun is All right, melting let, the earth. <laughs> you got to put a time uh, limit on all right, it. This generation. Yeah, okay. Okay. This generation, there will be a battlefront. Which will probably be about the time EA's Star Wars deal expires. That's true. And then the other last point I wanted to make on this is it almost feels like Halo and Call of Duty are almost the exceptions rather than the rule now. Yeah. With these full major league, uh, I mean, less so with Call of Duty, but you know, f- a full designed single-player campaign, and yeah. a full multiplayer, online multiplayer suite. Battlefield and, as well. And usually a co-op mm-hmm. as well. They so. And those guys, like, that's their bread and butter, and that's why they have that fan base. Like, people, even though people don't right. really play the Battlefield campaign, and I, I'm going to wager, like, more people than we think play them, but still, uh, that is core to what that package right. is, and people expect it. Right. So even if they don't play the campaign, if, if Battlefield I mean, didn't have it, they'd be like, what? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I hear the argument enough that... Uh, Oh, you know, I don't play. I only play Call of Duty multiplayer, and but and then there are those guys like me and Brian Altano that are, oh, I only play it for the campaign. Me but too. Clearly, there are enough people playing the Call of Duty campaigns every year because if they that that they continue to make them, yes. otherwise they'd yeah. be like, oh well, here's the new Call of Duty and it's just all multiplayer thing. Also, the the campaign is how they promote those games yeah. constantly. Yeah. Like yeah. that is they promote when, Kevin Spacey. They don't, they yes. don't promote That's multiplayer. Maps, That's what I was gonna so. say is like the the draw for those games, not just from a marketing perspective, but is. Uh, but also from like an engagement perspective, is it's it, with Call of Duty and with Halo. Like what got me and what I would wager most people into that game is the awesome story. Like it allows game designers, yeah. when you have a scripted well, element, to do bigger and more awesome things. And, and I guess this up doesn't apply so much in the Star Wars with Battlefront because the Star Wars universe is so established, and you have those scripted right. scenes that you can but show that look that's really actually, cool. For me, I mean. Halo having this great backstory with Master Chief and all the, the things, the Covenant in the universe, that provides a context to get me to care about what's going on in multiplayer. Whereas with Destiny, the story was so uh, unbungee-like in a bad way that uh, I couldn't. The, the fact that there was no story, I couldn't really care about what was going on yeah, yeah. in the universe. But Battlefront. Doesn't need the cam- doesn't need a campaign in that regard. Yeah, I mean, if you establish that, you if you want an original trilogy themed story from Star Wars Battlefront, you got three movies waiting for you. Yeah. All right, so we've made a bet. We've talked for a long time. Uh, Twenty five <laughs> minutes about this, but <laughs> knock that out into this, two videos. This is the, this is the. I think this has a shot. Well, no, Call of Duty is on last gen consoles too. So is it I, really? It still is every year, right? There, what, Modern Warfare. Would, Modern would, Warfare was on 360 and PS3. Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare. Sorry, yeah. thank you. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Because so, anyway. what I was gonna say was, <laughs> yeah. what I was gonna say was, I think 
Battlefront has a reasonable chance of actually being the best-selling game this year and outselling Call of Duty. But yeah. if it's only you know it's only on modern platforms, if Call of Duty also yeah. ships on the old stuff, then the end of the year sales awesome. are going to be really interesting when Call of Duty and Battlefront are at the top of the list, and they're both <laughs> selling Just better on PlayStation. <laughs> Well, there's so many more install exactly. installed base there. Yep. That's you know what are you gonna do? But all right, <clears throat> that is enough of that. Yep. Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> Other topics that are not Star Wars. Someone else read. I've been talking about. <laughs> Marty, I haven't heard yeah. from you in a while. Oh, that's really nice. Uh, Phil Spencer. He took to Twitter. He does that it, sometimes. He took to Twitter. I've heard he of both of those things. They're revealing a new exclusive IP uh, at E3. Okay. For the so Xbox that would rule out another Tomb Raider style third party yep. arrangement. That's great. Yeah. Uh, he said, quote, we should have a new exclusive IP at E3. I'm trying to make this E3 more about first party than past E3s. He said, this is going to be a fun year. I think it's our best year for first party content ever. I think that is so great. And even though that'll include games I'm not super stoked about, like Fable Legends, mm-hmm. I think the focus on first party really does emphasize. In a, in a time when Microsoft is not necessarily struggling, but definitely losing. Yeah. And vulnerable. Yeah, like being able to say, this is Xbox. These are the games. This is our identity. Mm-hmm. While Sony is potentially showing off third-party stuff like, hey, Star Wars Battlefront has right. got a bunch of PlayStation stuff all over and it. the Destiny, you know, oh, yeah. add a major, you know, comet thing. Yeah, so you'll certainly see Call of Duty on Microsoft stage again, I'm, I would bet. But Maybe I think even you, right up front. Yeah, well, as that's always. That's what they've been doing. They've yeah, been kicking always, off. yeah. So that's that'll be if that'll right. be a good indication. What of, opens this year? If Phil is serious about this. Will a third party game open the open their press conference and potentially close? What closed last year? Oh gosh, I don't remember. It's probably Halo something. Yeah, no. I don't, I'm. What did I don't remember. Jeez, none of us can remember. It was truthfully all of the E3 conferences like blur together into one for me. I don't remember what year any of these things happened. Seven of them now. Yeah. Crackdown was towards the end, but I don't think it yeah, was. It wasn't too much. didn't close it. Yeah. Whatever. Let's not waste our time. <laughs> Here's four yeah, dudes being confused <laughs> on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Someone thinking Google using their supercomputers. The, uh, the focus on first party, I think, is a really good strategy. It worked early on for Sony and went in the PS3, Xbox 360 era, where Xbox 360 early on was outselling it, but then, like, the hardcore Sony fan base still had great exclusives to turn to, like Metal Gear and right. Uncharted and stuff. Like, I, as an Xbox fan, want to be able to do that same thing. Be like, well, we may have more consoles or, you know, more consoles are out there on PS4 right now, but or more units have been sold for PS4, but I still have my my Halos, my Gears of War. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have Halo. I bet there's going to be a Gears tease. We're yeah. going to hear more about Crackdown. Uh, we should, oh, yeah, send us your emails. Unlock.igen.com. We do want to talk E3 predictions. And so, we've yeah. been getting them. People mm-hmm. have been sending yeah. them. Keep sending them. What do you think Microsoft is going to do with yeah. Anyway, continue. So what's this saying? game? What do you think this, I mean, this, you I'm, have on here, is it, oh, everyone sort of assumes it's a big AAA thing, but I mean. Technically, Cuphead is a. Sure. Totally. Sure, I was going to say, maybe this is yeah. the, um, God, I always it's forget the name. The, yeah. The Maw guys that we always talk about. Oh, Twisted, Twisted Pixel. 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 Yeah. It could be their next game. That's a, that's a great... We were just talking about them last week. Yeah. yeah. How we want them to make uh, Battletoads yeah. or Banjo or... Banjo it was two Toads. weeks ago because I was Banjo here Banjo Toads. Or maybe Banjo. I was here. Uh, anyway, is it, recently. Is it yeah. Black Tusk that's been working on something? That's Gears. Gears. Oh, that's no, Gears. Gears. Yeah. And then what is Turn 10 working on? Is that Forza. Forza 6. Yeah. So we know that they're, they're making and stuff. theoretically, Playground is doing Forza Horizon 3 or a new Forza Universe game. I would... Also, they also won't talk about that this year because it'll be all about Forza 6. Could also be uh, Lionhead. Like, we know that that studio has more than one team. We know that Rare is getting back into game dev. I, that's what I, I was, was going to say. Rare is the thing that, that 
comes to mind for me. Like, do they do a mascot platformer? Like, do you think they try to have an iconic Xbox new plat? Uh, I would like love mascot? that. I would, would love that awesome, too. Yeah. But this yeah, so they're sort of getting rid of ban- not getting rid of Banjo, but being like, hey, this is a cartoon character who's going to be the identity of the Xbox One sure. for the next generation. Yeah, yeah I I think it comes. I, actually, I I was thinking rare, but your twisted pixel suggestion, especially because we were just talking about them. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's there's a huge chance it could be that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I but I do agree. I agree with you too, Sean. That you know, Microsoft has long relied on these pillar first-party exclusive IPs. That each of them, I mean, back in the 360 days, one Gears of War game would outsell Sony's entire lineup mm-hmm. for their first-party lineup for that year. Those days are over because yeah. obviously the the install the landscape has changed. Is. Yeah, but and that's actually sort of to the point where. I don't think Microsoft can just rely on those, the Halo, Gears, Forza, Fable, yeah. four legs of a table anymore. Yeah. Because, I mean, those are all, they're excellent I, uh, IPs. I don't like where Fable's going, uh, but Forza's still great. Gears has been dormant. They're getting ready to bring that back. Uh, and Halo, I'm super stoked for mm-hmm. five. But those are all, you know, those are all long in the tooth. Those yeah, are all getting totally. pretty old. They're yeah. all, And they're... It's more that more so more than that they're old. They're predictable. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to get those yeah, yeah. from Microsoft every year. So yeah, I'm still, let's get some new blood in the mix yeah. and see you know something new and exciting and something that's not a shooter. <laughs> that would, would be yeah. nice. Well, I I have confidence that I think you're going to get your wish, Mitch, because I don't know if it was the last time or the time before what Phil was on here. He he talked about how. Tomb Raider sort of filled a void in their portfolio yeah. about oh we don't have a game like that and now they've so hopefully you know they've got Gears as a third person shooter Halo's a first person shooter Forza's uh, both variants are kick ass yeah. racing games so yeah hopefully what could they it be doing because we know they have Maybe a strategy a ma- game uh, that mascot platform they're bringing yeah. a strategy game back we know that's happening I'm yeah, gonna throw gonna something it? out there what about Mojang like we know that they. Did they buy? They bought Man. Minecraft, but yeah. they also bought the studio, right? Correct. Jesus, that yeah. could be amazing. What, the UIP for Mojang. Yeah, is Mojang making something? See, I don't think Microsoft or necessarily even the world cares about a, a new IP from them. Look at yeah. Scrolls. No one cared about Scrolls. See, that was my thing. Is That's like true. it seemed weird to me because like when you think Mojang, you only think Minecraft, right. and it's so successful. It's like why would they do anything else? Right. right. But That's, at the same time, it could be interesting, right? Yeah, but at the same time, if they get up there and. You know, mass media is watching E3. USA Today is watching a Today Show, and they say, from the creators of Minecraft come yeah. Billy the Blockhammer. <laughs> Stoked. In and out bet. Billy the Blockhammer. <laughs> Wasn't he an editor at Game Informer? Bill, Billy Blockhammer. <laughs> uh, Love you, Billy Berghammer. That was a really good joke. That was, that was, so that was, a, that was inside deep baseball. Yeah. So, um, yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. I But, yeah. I, I'm... I like that. I think Baby Phil is seeing, and re- I think obviously, whatever this is has been in development for a while. So it's not like he just reacted yeah. to yesterday. To True Fantasy's coming back. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Good night, Don't MMO. you go toying with my heart? Remember True Fantasy Live, online. That game looked. I was, was ridiculously stoked for that game. Yeah, it was. was oh, forget it. I'm not even gonna <laughs> do, a whole sh- do a whole show on that later. That in BC, man. Yeah. BC saw it behind closed doors. I saw it as a thing that worked, and it was so good. BC, we know Peter BC, Molyneux. He's got to have a build somewhere. He does. I've talked to him. We gotta get it. 
it's, it exists. It's a thing. Anyway, all right. So uh, look for a more a much larger first party focus at E3 from Microsoft this year, including a new exclusive IP. It's exciting. I hope it's not the only one. I agree. I we just we just need new IP nowadays, right? Like we're in a new console generation. This is the time. Yeah. Start that new IP the now. Landscape then it is different. A, then it yeah. becomes a franchise for the entire generation. That's mm-hmm. the blueprint. All right. It's also a big time for sequels, Sean Finnegan. Oh man, there is uh, a purported Mass Effect Four details leak, which I uh, again. Of them, two minds on this because I love Mass Effect and everything I hear about Mass Effect. Although the whole I want new IPs thing, uh, yeah, that we we did a lot of coverage on that actually, and it's uh, credit I don't goes know what to, else to say about credit it. goes to uh, Reddit and to NeoGaf on this for yeah. sort of piecing it all together. I mean, there was a Reddit user that took the survey and posted a bunch of details, and then people on NeoGaf basically were able to piece together why this is probably true. This exact same thing in this exact same way happened with uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be totally true. <laughs> so, all right, here's your spoiler warning. If you do not want to know details, prop likely details about Mass Effect 4, fast forward a good Gosh, 10, 15 10 minutes. minutes. <laughs> so here we go. So uh, narrative details. I'm just, this is going to be a this is diarrhea, vomit of <laughs> reading of stuff, reading things. The premise is that it's set in the Helios Cluster of the Andromeda Galaxy, removed by time and space from the Commander Shepard trilogy and its ending. You play as a Pathfinder Explorer, leading an expedition with the aim of establishing a new home for humanity. You'll encounter savage untamed lands, cutthroat outlaws, warring alien races in an effort to survive and colonize. Uh, Andromeda is home to a mysterious alien race, the Remnants, which sounds an awful lot like the Reapers. Uh, who've left their vaults and ancient technology throughout. That <laughs> sounds exactly like <laughs> Reapers, but okay. No, the Reapers, the, it was the people who made the Reapers that this sounds like. Pr- uh, that's Prome- what I Prometheans? No, that's Halo. No, that's Prometheus. <laughs> oh, that's no, Prometheus. Prothean. Prothean. Thank you. Yeah, I, get them, I get them confused. I know, I always do that. Yes. Thank you. But Sorry, Internet. But even then, I don't think they made the Reapers, right? Haven't the Reapers just always The been? Protheans made everything. Right. Anyway. Isn't uh, What's-His-Bucket... What's his name? Javik? Isn't he Prothean? Martin Sheen. The character? The hero? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the squad member, Prothean. Yeah, he was Promethean. Uh, Prothean. I don't think they... Compelling radio. <laughs> this is so... <laughs> the Reapers are confused, worse. dudes. <laughs> Who haven't played Mass Effect since it came out. <laughs> oh, God. Who are a little fuzzy on the Or if ever. You'll explore hundreds of solar <laughs> systems over four times the size of Mass Effect 3, collecting resources, developing your ship, crew, arsenal, while engaging in diplomacy in order to set up colonies while discovering the mystery behind the remnants and racing to secure their technology. I like that part. I want to just explore space. Well, that's what kicked ass about Mass Effect 1. That's what helped make it a role-playing game, whereas Mass Effect 2 became more of an action game Mm -hmm. and got rid of some of those RPG elements. New species, I won't bother. Squad mates, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Loyalty missions, which we saw in Mass Effect 2. Dialogue will include meaningful choices. Deeper control over responses, such as interrupting conversation. Oh, my God. You can just oh, be nice. such a dick. I love it. I'm going to be... The left so, trigger, right trigger mechanism was, from one. Yeah. I was the renegadiest renegade in the entire Mass Effect Did you trilogy. punch a lot of people in the face? Reporters. Yeah, kicked a lot of men out windows. <laughs> uh, yeah. Threw a guy... Pushed a guy off of a unfinished building down to his death. Uh, all sorts of horrible That's things. That's awesome. And if I, can, if I can interrupt conversations, I'm going to be... I'm going to be the... 
the biggest tool in the entire yeah. universe. I need some information. Sure, but first, I'm gonna no. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Just pull a gun on him instantly. <laughs> Uh, so deeper control over response to such, a, just as, such as interrupting conversation, action-based choices are physical choices to shape the course of conversations, such as pulling out a weapon and forcing Woo! them to open a door instead of attempting to do so purely via conversation. Time out before we move on. All what right. do we think of all this? Because this, to me, is the Mass Effect I've wanted since Mass Effect so 1. So this, to me, sounds like a blend of all three of the original Mass Effect games, but with a bit more of a leaning toward Mass Effect 1. Mm-hmm. That makes me super happy. Yeah, because Shepard wasn't, like, as a... He was trying to become a Spectre, but a Spectre wasn't, like, oh, we're elite killing machines. Like, a Spectre was a protector, and they, you know, went out and they made sure that everything was okay in the yes. galaxy. This seems a lot less hostile as a protagonist. Like, you are out trying to find... You're, you're Star Trek. Yeah, you're it, it, you're yeah, Star Trek. You are a Star Trek captain. You are finding worlds and maybe making Mr. a Krogan, mess. laying a course for the neutral zone. Perfect. Uh, uh, I like the sound of the loyalty stuff. Like, it's not... Uh, loyalty mission specific to the character. It's just, oh, they have a passion for that, so I'm going to... Those were the best missions in Mass Effect 2. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Well, even in 3, like... The, uh, the loyalty missions gave you an opportunity to really dive into the character's backstory. Yes. And for me, as... I mean, Mass Effect to me is definitely more, and I guess... I don't know how you could misidentify it as anything but an RPG... That's the most RPG element is to me is like getting yep. to know the characters, loyalties, yes. learning their yep. backstories, like identifying with them, and then they, you know, are a benefit to you, the player, for doing that. That's the super Mass Effecty stuff. Uh, I like the rest of the stuff too. I mean, more, it's just more stuff. It's more things to do. The draw has always <laughs> for me been the story. That's why I like Mass Effect One the best because it's the story that makes it the best. High five. Boom. Does Effect any of this make life. you want to play Mass Effect for the first yeah, time? Yeah, this all sounds great. I, I've <laughs> said so many times I would want to go back and play that game, except have you gone back to try it on Xbox 360? It's like... No, you'd want to play it on PC. PC. Mass Effect 1 yeah, on PC is like, still really great. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. Have still really... like, flawed in a lot of the same ways, but still like totally worth it. Yeah, like I was going to say it's pretty much unplayable on 360 these days. The From the exploration customization category, uh, the Tempest Starship, you know, pilot it to hundreds of solar systems, customizable... Transition between flying the ship, landing on a planet, driving the Mako, getting out on foot, all seamless. No loading screens or elevator rides. That sounds great. Woo! Flying well, a ship in Mass Effect sounds an awesome. elevator ride isn't a loading screen. I kind of have this. It is. I kind of have a soft spot for the elevators. I miss because, those like, conversations. Yeah, there was always weird little funny conversations. Like that the happened. Garrus Tally stuff was classic. Yeah, so like, good. I like yeah, they were too long and they were kind of poorly implemented. But those hilarious little conversations made them a little bit worth it, I would say. The Mako, we knew that was returning. That was the thing we already mm -hmm. knew for sure. It's mm -hmm. upgradable as well as customizable. Uh, hundreds of planet surfaces to explore, discovering places to colonize, and alien vaults and outputs to conquer. Colonies, build settlements on habitable planets. Uh, decide what type of settlement settlement you'll get uh, you'll have for uh, for bonuses. I'm not quite sure what that means, but all this colonization stuff is kind of worrying me. Oh, here we go. Recon I, settlements. I think you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Recon know, settlements man. will clear fog of war on the space map and offer more strike team missions, while mining settlements will periodically supply crafting. Materials. There we go. Yeah. So the settlement you build gives you different opportunities. Yeah. I think this all feeds into the RPG mechanics of what kind of a character are you building? Hmm. Yeah. Like, do you want an explorer? Do you want someone who has a lot of resources? Mm -hmm. Do you want to sort of create this this war mind monger and uh, blueprints crafting to craft alien technology we've seen that in other games before and it's always cool and customizable skill trees gear and weapons for your crew love that control over the other characters yeah definitely sweet 
As for mission types and multiplayer, remnant vault raids, uh, which will be, let's see here, access, find and activate, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's a... Four confused dudes. Yeah. I mean, it almost sounds like... Uh, and then there's horde mode. Like Destiny raids. Yeah, it sounds like Destiny raids. Yeah. Like big events. Yeah, strike teams return 20 minutes to 30 minutes later with XP yeah. currency. Sidebar, I bet infinite in and out burgers that you will be able to pay money to buy star keys to unlock vaults and to unlock facilities. Also, is this oh. just Borderlands 3? <laughs> anyway, so that's the bulk of it, and again, there's a very good reason to believe that all this is true, mm-hmm. and that this is Mass Effect 4, and... Sounds good to me. Is this going to be called Mass Effect 4? Nope. I do not either. Mass Effect colon, some yep. cool subtitle. Mass Effect well, colon, if they're trying to distance it from... The original trilogy and the original story, yeah, it'll probably. It might just be like Mass Effect Pathfinder. Yeah. Which? Nope. Just kidding. That's a brand that you can't. Yeah, you can't. Mass Effect Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, because Dragon Age Inquisition. The 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 Mako is a Nissan Pathfinder. (laughs) (laughs) When uh, the Inquisition, this leak came out for Inquisition, it was called Dragon Age Three Inquisition. It was also announced as Dragon Age Three. Was it really? Yep. And then a week later, they're like, "Oh, just kidding." Yeah. JK, JK. Get rid of that three. JK. Anyway. So, uh, are we all, we're all yay? We're all thumbs up on this? Yeah, all it's, that it's sounds all great. I'll be I'm even excited, more excited to see more. I'll be even more excited when the remastered trilogy gets announced at E3. Me too. You think that'll happen? Yeah. For sure. I would bet they show a trailer for the new one and they go, and while you wait, mm. re-experience the magic, Marty. <laughs> Experience the magic. And they actually call me out in the conference. <laughs> Wait, have you never played Mass Effect? Nope. We've been over this. Oh, Come on, my Finnegan. God, I did not know that. Wow. I've never had a blueberry before. Shark's too busy. <laughs> Is that true? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Moving on. Moving on. on. Uh, so this week, Polygon had an incredible scoop where yes. they spoke with Remedy, and they got uh, a 13-minute demo. It was a prototype video for Alan Wake 2 was going to look like. The game never went into production, but this uh, was a tone piece. It kind of gave you an idea of what they were going for with the sequel. And it was excellent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so good. Uh, they originally conceived Alan Wake as a more than one game story. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if we'll ever get that. My only criticism of this concept is I don't like how overtly they are calling out like, Mr. Scratch is coming for my wife. Like, that was, I loved the subtlety of that storyline yeah. in Alan Wake 1, so for that to come front and center, less interesting to me. But the gameplay seems awesome. Like, the enemy like the enemy placement seems as excellent as it ever was. Like, they're interacting with the environment, the environment in really yeah. cool ways. Just, so I, haven't I seen, love Alan Wake. I haven't seen this prototype. Is it, like... They pitched it to publishers, and then Microsoft ended up sort of getting them to do Quantum Break instead. Right. But it is similar to Alan Wake, like third person, dealing oh, yeah. with shadows, yeah. Yeah. flashlight. It's Alan Wake gameplay. Yeah, I mean, that demo was Alan Wake 1 with a bunch of new stuff in it. New cool. script, new VO, new premise. Yeah. It took me a long time to get to Alan Wake because I didn't have a 360 right at the beginning of yeah. the console generation. So I played it like years after it came out. And man, what a great game. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorites from last gen. Did you, I yeah. never played, uh, what was it, American, American Nightmare? Nightmare? I didn't yeah. either. Was that any good? It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. uh it's little it's just a little different. I mean, it's definitely not run right out and play it. It's not as good as the core game, but it's yeah. it's solid. Nice. Yeah, it's a solid. It has story stuff, right? Like it's not yep. just a okay. Sure does. Cool. 
which yeah. was one of the strong, like one of the strengths of Alan Wake was it's just like not even just the story of it all, like the story was really cool, but also the way it was told, like the whole episodic thing. Yep. Like, that was awesome. I loved it. I would replay that game on Xbox One. Yeah. Well, on that note, Mitch, <laughs> Microsoft is uh, seemingly content to go game by game with Remedy, so we'll see if, if this ever happens. But yeah. Uh, the, <clears throat> In that same story, Sam Lake and the Remedy team say that an Alan Wake remaster on Xbox One is a possibility. Here's what I think. If Microsoft really believes in Alan Wake, which Phil has said he does, do the remake, do the remaster, and make it a free game with gold as soon as it comes Mm -hmm. out so that everyone plays it, everyone gets to see how cool Alan Wake was, and yeah, that costs you a little money, but that boom—you've just kickstarted a franchise. Yeah, yeah, That's millions of people like. are now yeah. playing your game. Sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be all time. Uh, I, would, I would assume Remedy because Remedy's so slow already. Like they have to outsource this HD remaster. So. They've got to. Yeah, you would think so. Um, well, there's what's their faces? Whoever did the uh, Master Chief Collection ports? Certain Infinity, Saber. Well, they Blue did Point? the anniversary stuff. Bluepoint? No, that no, was Titanfall. No, it was, uh, hold on, the, a ruffian. Did ruffian do Master Chief? They did three and four. I did not know that. And I, did they do one? No, because one Saber was already done, done by one. Saber, yeah. Yeah, they did three. Cool. They ported three and That's four. That's awesome. Though. I didn't know that. Speaking of Halo, quickly before we move on, uh, we just got an update that ODST and the free Relic mm-hmm. remake map for Halo 2 Anniversary are, quote, on track to release next month. So Microsoft not looking to paint themselves in any corners in case May comes and goes. And yeah. It's not quite ready, but they're saying it's on track to release. It's exciting. I was, I was actually ODST. expecting ODST to be an E3. And it's out now. Yeah. Kind of um, like, yeah. like we show Halo 5, and by the way, like, right, I was going for Halo, go play ODST right now. That's my guess for literally every conference, though. <laughs> yeah. It's just filled it's out with now. Jesus right now. Yeah. Worked so well for the Saturn. <laughs> hmm. oh. No, don't uh, Saturn and that uh, weird Dead Rising oh, thing hyper fight for Jumper Jumper. Yeah, that hyper <laughs> fight. That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play that. Oh Christ! Why are we number one? <laughs> Sean Finnegan. So charming. <laughs> What's up, Shark Man? Yeah, don't you the S on your shirt. This is a shark symbol. Yep. What can we spend our money on this week? Uh, there's nothing at retail. At Surprise. Least new. Yeah. State of Decay is next week, but my review's already up. Mm-hmm. Check it out. But a bunch of stuff on the digital front. Aru's Awakening. Alliteration. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Sean. $15 for <laughs> Xbox One, which is a hand-drawn, fast-paced 2D platformer. Never heard of this. Uh, uh, that's so interesting, because like, it's free on PlayStation Plus right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> which is oh. sort, of a, sort of a bummer. It came out... Yeah, I think at the beginning of the month, free on yeah. PlayStation Plus. Looks great. It's, a, yeah. it's like a 2D side-scrolling Okami-looking thing. Yeah. It's nice. Really pretty. Nice. Yeah, the, you've got more to read but and more that this applies to, but I feel like every week this happens where we read off some like ID at Xbox game or some digital title where we've never heard of it. Yeah. We have never heard of it, the people that yeah. are paid to pay yeah. attention to these things. No fanfare, no nothing from Microsoft. Why does Microsoft... Do this? Why? Th- Seems foolish. I don't Seems know. Like a waste yeah, of money. like totally. I feel like they're not. They could be doing a lot, a much better job of making people aware of these games. It's not like it's a super busy season for games right now. Right. Just hype and, up. And so, you know, while some of these digital titles, I'm sure, are not very good, a lot of them are. Yeah. 
I mean, you guys are saying this one, Aru's Awakening, is pretty good. Looks cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it seems like a drop ball on their part. What else, Mr. Finnegan? Moving on. Uh, Infinity Runner, on also on Xbox One for $7, a first-person shooter slash platformer. Runner. Did I say runner? What did I say? No, you, you said, said shooter. Shoot. It's a first-person runner. First-person runner. Yeah, your brain saw first-person and automatically inserted shooter. But True. You're not the case. First-person runner slash platformer thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my description, not Major Nelson's. Got it. Uh, we Are Doomed, also on Xbox One, $9. I haven't for heard of that one either. Which is a twin-stick shooter. Yeah. That's why I've started including descriptions in these, because so we know, know what, it what is. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when you the guy when you have the guy who doesn't know about the game as most <laughs> reading all this stuff, uh, Goat Simulator for Xbox One ten dollars. Which heard of that one? Heard of that? I've heard of that one? It game's fun. It's dumb. If you haven't played it on any other platform, you totally should download go. it. It's just, just really big and dumb. You're yeah, a goat. You lick stuff. You're a goat. You, you lick go stuff. To, you, you can. You meet uh, you Satan. Can hail Satan. <laughs> I had, like, uh, we made a, a fake game of the year. Video. I remember oh, that. Yeah, for that was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I played Goat this simulator. for four hours and I totally bleed it last week. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Taking a vow of silence. I haven't played it. <laughs> doing I a hunger strike. Had to get the. Ble- you offended the Gandhi and bleat joke. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, which our review just went up recently. Who mm-hmm. did that? Vince. Yeah. Got a code for that. Should I Xbox play it? Xbox One, $10. Pretty, yeah. I've got a code to give away here in about three minutes. Bah, 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 bah. Mitch, maybe you can win it. <laughs> Good. Uh, and then, side note, Halo Spartan Strike for Steam, Windows 8, and Windows Phone, or iOS, $6. My favorite platforms to play Halo on, not <laughs> Xbox. Well, at least it's on Steam this time. At least it's on yeah. Windows phones. You've played this You played this quite a bit, right? Uh, Spartan Strike, I've only played for like two minutes while we oh. were at 343 for our Master Chief Collection IGN first back in September. But Dave Rudden oh, reviewed it for IGN. Yes. And, and said it was pretty good. Good score. Yeah, yeah. 7.2. So that's solid. All right. Cool. So I want to play it on Xbox instead. Yep. Anyway. Anything else? Uh, yes. Question mark? Uh, the beta for Elder Scrolls Online on Xbox One. What is this? Oh, it's out, but it's only... Yeah, it's invite only. Invited, so yeah. if you didn't get anything in your email... Then you are out of luck. Yeah. Uh, and then Games with Gold for April, Pool Nation FX, and Child of Light on Xbox One. Those are for the first two weeks, but that's nope, done. It's over. That's yeah. all that's left. Yeah, oh, those, okay. no, those are all month. I downloaded Child of Light the other day. I plan to play it, even though should, I don't really like turn based. Although it's kind of not really turn based, right? Combat super turn based, but yeah, there's like a Metroid like world. Like, yeah, but there's also kind of like a timing thing that's not quite turn based, at least yeah, in the traditional crap. sense. I think it was Grandia. Grandia. Yeah, Grandia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. Uh, AC4 Black Flag and Army of Two, the Devil's Cartel, for the last two weeks of April. Free video games. Free video games. Good stuff. All right, we will come right back and do a little trivia before we roll on out of here. Cool. Unlock block. Can you take on the challenge? All right, trivia time. Stop talking about our pizza lunch meetings. I got so excited. I know. Really want lunch. I'm so hungry. Me too. Uh... Yeah. Well, the, the, the less you talk right now, the quicker you get to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we can move the show on, Mitch. Unlock block trivia time. Our winner this week, Dan Phillips, who's Gamertag, if you'd like to make a cool friend on Xbox Live. D-Man41905. Happy I don't know what that means. 10th birthday? Happy 10th birthday. <laughs> Dan, happy birthday. <laughs> just, just passed this week. Well, he's won himself a copy of the... 
probably T or higher rated game. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, which I have two codes courtesy of Ubisoft. Thank you very much, Ubisoft, for sending that over. Dan's won the first one, and he gets it for sending in this question, which I thought was good. Let me pull up the scoring here. We'll update you in a second. Oh, yeah, right. I keep forgetting we're, we're tracking this this time. Fable Legends is set to take place... <laughs> I'm not place quite in the lead, but I'm close. Okay. ...hundreds of years prior to the original trilogy. Fable 3 took place 50 years after Fable 2. How many years transpired in between the events of Fable 1 and Fable 2? I happen to remember this because I was a super Fable fan at that time. I love Fable 2. Love the so crap out of Fable. Actually, I reviewed Fable 1 and great. 2. So. Do you guys know the answer? Is it 50 years, 100, 300, or 500 years? <sighs> So I only ever played the first Fable, but I do think I remember a presentation about this. So I'm going to take a guess and say it is C300 years. That sounds C3PO right to me. C3PO 100 years. Yeah. Nailed it. Mitch? I'm waiting for you so I can ride your coattails. No, nope, totally going last. That's this is, how this, this is, going. is garbage. This is a war of attrition. <laughs> You're the one who's hungry. I'll wait no! here forever. <laughs> uh, I originally thought it was 100, but then I... Kept, as I read, I was like, no, nah, it's 300. Now nah, it's 500. And then I can't get away from 500 as I go back, so I'm going to say D, 500 years. Marty. Mitch is correct. It is 500. Woo! It takes me so long ass time I thought after so, the first it, one. Like they, they added like mechanization. Are you even like going to wait for me to even give you the answer? No, nah, I was so sure. It's like that one, who wants to be a millionaire man? Where he <laughs> called, called his, his dad, dad. Say like, hey, I'm a millionaire. I want a million. Oh, man. <laughs> How amazing would that video be what if you lost? Anyway. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so good if you lost. Like right now, if I was wrong. You're not. It's yeah, 500 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, let's update the scoring. That brings... You are my coattails. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that brings Mitch up to five points, still trailing Sean at six, Destin at seven. Marty moves up to six points, whoa, tied for second, whoa. one point behind the absent Aww. Destin Legary, who is he House would, of Wolving it right now. He would have got this wrong. You better watch the throne. <laughs> He would have got it wrong. He would have got it wrong. He'd have been come like, at the king. You best not miss. Ooh. <laughs> Omar coming. <laughs> and right, other stuff, wire guys. references. <laughs> if you would like to win, I guess I'll give away Assassin's Creed Chronicles China again next week. So cool. I've got one more code for it. If you'd like to win it, send an Xbox-related trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. Where are they sending that, Mitch? Unlocked at IGN.com. Subject line: I want to go to lunch. Subject <laughs> 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 line. We also need to talk after off the air about uh, what just opened across the street where I'm going later. Oh, yeah. oh man, you S H I Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll tell we'll tell you about. All right, it. all right. So that's unlocked Scoops, log trivia. We move on. Sensory. We move on to the plugs. <laughs> I'll go to the shark first. What are you working on? What should we be checking out that you've been up to? Follow me on, on Twitter. Twitter at I am Finnegan. I'm Finnegan. Uh, I just made, I just did a bunch of cool le- uh, let's play ca- with, let's plays of Counter Strike Global Offensive with James Duggan. It's like uh, you know how to dominate at Counter Strike Go if you suck at aiming. And then that's another, me. Yeah, and then another one is. Uh, just like why the game's be like seen this resurgence in its popularity over yeah. the past year. Those are both up on IGN, so check those out. Uh, they're on my Twitter, so if you can't find the link, which they're not on the front page anymore, you probably have to go there. That's the easiest way. So, yeah, check those out. Those are cool. Good stuff. Marty, I'll go to you now. Yeah, I'm uh, on Twitter at McBiggity, two Gs and two Ts. Uh, Monday morning, this is not an Xbox game, but my Broken Age Act 2 slash Complete Broken Age reviews. Uh, will be up. Those are neat adventure games. Did you play you... on PS4 as well as PC? Uh, yes, I played through all of it on PC, and I played through a lot of it on PS4 and Vita. So um, that's why can you can you pick game. up? Because I would actually rather play on the couch on PS4, even though. I, but I've already played Act One. You on cannot PC. start 
That was Halfway my question. Through. Okay, yeah. so I will finish it on PC then, mm-hmm. on my crappy. But you will be PC. surprised by how quickly you can burn through an adventure game if you know all the puzzles and if you skip all the dialogue. That's I true. I think I went through the first act in like forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's true. yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, um, I'm definitely speedrunning adventure games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mitch Dyer. I am Mitchie D on Twitter. Uh, go check out all the coverage I did from Star Wars Celebration. If you just go to IGN's page for Star Wars Battlefront, you'll see 700,000 stories written by me. Lots of stuff well there done. to check out. Uh, and we did a lot of videos for like Star Wars Rebels. We saw the premiere, so we did lots and lots of Star Wars Celebration coverage. Uh, check out The Witcher 3 on uh, IGN. It's our IGN first this month. Yes. A lot of lots good content. Of awesome good video. Info. Lots of good info. Lots of good Prime interviews. 200 hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, like Ryan was saying, maybe something coming up in 10 days. And you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, my review of State of Decay Year One Survival Edition for Xbox One is up now, even though the game's not out till next week. So check out what I thought of it. Um, State of Decay Yossi. Yos. Yos. Yosemite. Yose Otero. Yosemite Sam. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was most recently working on. And then, yeah, the thing that Mitch and I traveled for, I'll be prepping for you here, as Mitch said, in about eh, 10 days or so. And I hope slash think that you're going to like it. You guys did a good job of not tweeting where you were. If I didn't know where you were, I wouldn't know where you were. Good. <laughs> Just the way we like it. Yeah, that's we do our best. <laughs> Although someone I know tried to pull our cover. I'm not going to name any yeah. names, but I'm going to move on. <laughs> Was it Zach Ryan? <laughs> we'll tell you later. <laughs> we'll tell you later. It's better than that. All right. So uh, for Marty Sleva, Mitch Dyer, Shark Finnegan, Ryan McCaffrey, this was Podcast Unlocked 192. By the way, I think next week should have some info yep. on Unlock 200. Nice. We'll just prep prep you now. It's looking. I mean, should we say the date that yeah, we're? Yeah, I mean, looking it's, at? regardless, it's going to be June twenty seventh. So we're looking All at right. June twenty seventh in San Francisco combo event. Unlock two hundred beyond four hundred. Eight person podcast at the same <laughs> time. Still, no, it's going to be two separate podcasts. <laughs> two separate shows. Love it. But maybe we'll just do the April Fool's thing and switch. We'll oh, just... That would be so good. <laughs> Except that's going to be so awkward. For so me. weird for you. No. Uh, so yeah, if you're I know there was one guy who emailed me and said, hey, I know it was sort of presumptive of me, but I already bought tickets to L.A. And I was like, sorry, man. I mean, we we warned you that nothing had been said in yeah. stone. Sorry, dude. Yeah, well, there's cool, other though. awesome stuff to do in L.A. Go to L.A. It's a great yeah. city. For a lot of reasons, uh, yeah, we're, we're zeroing in here on this combo event here in San Francisco. If I may, we may need to... Skip episode 200 for a couple weeks. Go to 201. Let's right. we'll go back to yeah, 200. And we'll just go back to it. No problem. It's yeah. my show. I can do that. I'm allowed yeah. to yeah. break the rules of math Boom. In, in the pod, in the context of podcast. We'll just do 199.1, 199.2. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Dewey Decimal System. Firmware <laughs> update of podcasts. <laughs> All right. Uh, IGN Prime, please subscribe. If you want to help keep the lights on, keep our salaries paid and roofs over our heads. And keep the show coming your way for free each and every week. IGN.com slash Prime. That is a service that will get you free games every month for usually either PC or iOS. It will get you into betas occasionally, sometimes for consoles, such as when we did Destiny. But best of all, no damn ads before Mm -hmm. videos. And actually far fewer ads on the homepage as well. I always know when I'm not signed in with my yeah. Prime account because it's just like, big takeover ad on the front page. Like, no, sign in, sign in. Give me and then it all goes away. So uh, a much more pleasant IGN reading and viewing experience. Get out of here, Bilbo. 
Nobody wants to see you. <laughs> your, your journey was not unexpected because it's happened the last seven times I've gone to IGN. Like, go away, John Wick. I don't care. I do, John Wick. His right. dog's died. He's Aww. sad. All right. We're out of here. Uh, we'll see you guys back for 193 next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.